Hey, everybody, this is Betsy Carmody. We've covered a lot of popular culture on our little podcast, but sometimes there's a few things that just get past us. That's where the sacred sex steps in. From Star Trek to Major League Baseball, from the streets of Baltimore on the wire, to the trails of the Camino de Santiago in Spain, the Sacred Six is there to deep dive on topics that deserve just a little more attention. So if you're looking to cover an item in popular culture from A to Z, check out the Sacred Six on the Popping Collars feed wherever you get your podcasts. Pop, pop. That's the story about America. Let me know if you need me to re-record anything. Or like rephrase things. I can do that too. What? Oh, come on. You and I are gonna be sitting on a panel talking about this. I wanted it to be great. We both know how this works, right? Yeah, I, I mean at first, everyone's gonna think you got your bad guy. <laughs> Nobody's gonna let it be that simple. Everyone's gonna have to have their take, because that's how it works now. Everyone has a take. So if you don't have a take, you don't have a voice. If you don't have a voice, you don't exist. Let the record loose. See? Welcome to Popping Collars, the podcast that lives at the intersection of religion, pop culture, the number one Episcopal. Wait. What is it? The number one <laughs> the Episcopal podcast in the history of the world. Oh. And um, the number one Christmas podcast on Pandora. What was the old one that we would do? It was like Christmas on Pandora. In 2018 or something? In 2019. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we're really grasping. Whatever it was, it was great. That's us. I'm your host. My name is Greg. I work at the Church of Bethesda by the Sea in Palm Beach, Florida. With me are my co-hosts. Uh, let's, I'm, I, you know, I do this geographically usually, but I'm too tired. So we're just going to go around my screen. So Betsy Carmody, you're up first. Where are you? What do you do? Besides eat chips, what you're doing. I'm right not now. eating the chips right now. I've learned, I've been around podcasts long enough to know you don't eat on recordings. Oh. Or if you do, you mute yourself. People don't like that. That's right. They don't like that. They get mad. That and vocal fry. Mm. I don't know that that's still a thing people are mad about. Is it about. a type of phobia to hear people eat? I'm going to look like I actually, There's a word for it's it. It's just gross. I mean, I don't think people really need to hear that in their ear holes, like up close. I don't like to hear people mouth smacking and chewing their food. I don't like that. Same. Like when I, I hear people I, chewing their gum, mm -mm. no, I, I could smack them if I wasn't such a Christian. I hate that sound. Wait, I, I, I like I like hearing crunchy things being chewed. That's kind of fun. Do like, you? Ah, I don't know. Ah, yeah, misophonia. Yeah, I don't like mouth Me, sounds yeah. of any kind. No, mm -mm. no. It's like when I when when I work with with students here at Episcopal High School, where I work in Alexandria, Virginia, as the head oh, chaplain. Good call. Um, where I work with students when they do chapel talks, it's when you realize that sometimes when people talk, they get on a microphone and they'll smack. Though mm -hmm. they'll do that with their mouth. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh no, we need I to stop that. that habit. <laughs> mm -mm. No, we're not going to so do that. Good. Yeah, in here on a microphone. No, no, no. You know, but yeah, you you work you work with the young kids. You, you get them ready, and then they. And then they do great. So, so that's me. And it's it's cold here, Greg. The snow is finally melted. Oh, and and it's, we've had some, some. It's been really chilly for Virginia, and now we're gonna get some weird day where it's gonna be like seventy-one degrees, and all the children will be like, "Yay, it's over!" And then it'll just be a trick because that's what mid-Atlantic weather does. <laughs> we call that false spring. Yes, there we go. Yeah, there we go. That will, that will, that's about to happen. Next up on my around the horn of the screen is Liz Easton. Liz, you are next. Oh my gosh. Hey, Greg. I am Liz Easton. I'm the canon to the ordinary in the Diocese of Nebraska. And it's also cold here. We had 17 inches of snow last week, which uh, is pretty unusual. Wow. We, in these days, it's pretty unusual. 
Now your old time Nebraskans would remember that as being what living in Nebraska is like. <laughs> so um, that was kind I of a shock. The 1954. That's exactly. Storm of February. six. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so that was kind of shocking, but also very uh, beautiful. Things are going well here. I don't want to brag, but some really good things happened in my job today, and it made me really happy. You should brag and, about Nebraska, Liz. You guys have the yeah. best job descriptions on Episcopal <laughs> News Service. Time I scroll through, looking at oh. open positions, I always see like Disciple of Jesus, Omaha, yeah. Nebraska. I'm like, great. Wow. That was a fun one. Lots of people expressed interest in that. Nobody ended up applying for it. Um, that ad was based, it was a, for listeners, it was an ad for disciples. And it was based on um, what was probably an apocryphal story of Ernest Shackleton advertising in the newspaper for um, members of his uh, crew. And um, it was pretty funny. So we did that. It was great. It was great. Lots of people interested. Nobody applied. That's a great uh, thing to pattern your discipleship uh, call after. Yeah, exactly. Expedition. It's like no money, but lots of glory. (laughs) (laughs) Ricardo Avila, you're last, but definitely not least. Oh, what's going on? Well, I am the shyest of the four of us. I'll just say that right now. Quiet and reserved. That's, uh, that's how we think of you. Yeah, that's exactly. Those are the words that come. <laughs> I'm just slower than the three of you. You all are so fast. You're in the fast lane. This is Rick- I'm Ricardo Avila. I am the rector at St. Luke's Episcopal Church in Los Gatos. Gosh, you know, it's been rainy. Of course, our, our version of cold is nothing near your versions, uh, except for Greg, maybe. But, um, you know, we have this curious effect in our little parking lot. Uh, the drain gets backed up, and when it rains heavily, we have Lake St. Luke's <laughs> in the parking lot. And so we have to call the uh, Carter of the Red Sea, one of our one of our people, to kind of unclog the drain so it all goes down. And that was the big excitement this week. Mm-hmm. Oddly enough, we have talked about, what is it? At this point, like billions of pop culture items over billions. the last 10 years. Billions. And for whatever reason, every time we look at the statistics of downloaded episodes, consistently, the episodes that get listened to the most are our music video episodes. I have no idea why. None of us even like music videos. We don't. We, didn't, we don't like talking. Oh, hold about on, music. I like music, music videos. That's he does. I like music videos. This is my least favorite episode ever. It just blows my mind. But God bless you guys. Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah. So listen, here's what I do know about popping collars. We give people what they want. And if you guys want to hear us talk about Mm -hmm. music videos, we're just going to keep on doing it. So that's what we're doing today. This is our annual music video episode. Music videos for you uh, Zoomers out there are um, little mini movies set to music. Generation <laughs> X kids love them. They do. Yeah. Millennials liked them. Did they? I think so. I, you know, I think by the time that I was in high school, like think of Britney Spears and like the, like those types of videos. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, TRL. TRL. Yeah, TRL yeah, yeah, still on. TRL is still on. Yeah, Come yeah, on. yeah, yeah. You're right. Come on. So now it's now it just firmly lives in the world of YouTube, maybe. Yes. Um, but uh, so that's what we're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about um music videos that stand out to us for whatever reason. This is our fourth year of talking about music videos, and we still haven't gotten through all the ones that we want to talk about. So to kick us off, here is Ricardo Avila to introduce yes. a video to Number us. Number one. I am happy to go first. Thank you very much. Like I always do my Google, you know, the best music videos of all time. And invariably I figure something out uh, or it's not on the list and I just saw it. I don't even know. But this time I'm just going to go with the one that always pops into my mind first. And so it's going to be super obvious and I don't care. Can you guess what it is? Is it? Thriller? I think it's the same as mine. I think it's the same as mine. Is it Thriller? 
It's not thriller. Oh. Well, I don't, you know what? It's not that obvious, I guess. But um, uh, it's Sledgehammer by Peter Gabriel. Oh, oh that's great. <laughs> that's a great video. I just, I love it. And here's here's the thing. I thought, you know, come on, Ricardo, just find something, start, find something out there that's really interesting and make will make you seem really cool. But you know, the song and the video, like there can be real. I know music better than videos, and so I can, I can, you know, I can impress you with my musical knowledge, but. The video stuff, I mean, sometimes the best songs I have the dumbest videos or vice versa, right? So uh, Sledgehammer, why did I pick Sledgehammer? You know, it's just so iconic. It's number eight on the Rolling Stone best music videos of all time, by the way. Uh, but it's always the video that comes to mind because it came out in 1986 and I was a sophomore in college, I think. Mm -hmm. And... You know, I didn't really watch videos, but that one was just so everyone's like, you got to see this. It's so cool. And yeah. it really is. And Peter Gabriel, I mean, in college, I loved Peter Gabriel. I mean, still do. But back then, especially. And his albums were dark. I mean, the guy was like, I think he was in like a mental institution for a little while. Or if not him, then his characters in his songs in on certain albums, like Peter Gabriel self-titled album number three or something. Um, and then Sledgehammer and So, the album So come along. And there's just not all of So. Obviously, it has Don't Give Up and Red Rain and um, mm -hmm. Mercy It is Street. In Your Eyes. Mm -hmm. It's got In Your Eyes. Yeah, but it's got In Your Eyes and Sledgehammer and that other hit that I can't think of right now. that has got a boppy thing to it. Oh, big time. Big time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But Sledgehammer is, the video is just joyful and whimsical. And it's not Peter Gabriel at all. And I just I just love seeing him looking happy, given the fact that most of his music, a lot of it up till then, was kind of dark and depressing, if rhythmic and engaging. You know, I don't know. Can I describe Sledgehammer? It's got a lot of stop motion stuff going on. A lot of close up on his face blinking and singing, but kind of like choppy and all this claymation dancing around him. Bumper cars getting him in the puppets, face. Doesn't it? Puppets? It's got puppets. It's got dancing chicken uh, yeah. carcasses, which freaks me out still. Um, the other thing I notice is it starts out like at the kind of atomic level with little sperms finding eggs and stuff. And this little like flute, like, or, you know, the little pan flute situation. It starts off that way. And then it ends cosmic. He's like a, 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 a he's like in a star. He's like a, a walk, like the stars, right? He goes out of a door, but he's like a walking movement of stars into the cosmos. I thought, well, that's kind of fun. And you start with a little zygote or the little spermy situation and you go out into the universe. And in between is all this fun and whimsy and frolicking. And mm -hmm. I don't know what Sledgehammer the song is about, really. I want to be your Sledgehammer. I guess it's sexy, maybe. Maybe you it's, I might think. Friend. I mean, I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I want to be your study mate. I don't know. But um, but it doesn't really, it, it's not really about that. And it's just, it's a fun, fun video. And it, the whole stop motion thing, never get tired of it. Now, we had, we had talked briefly about how I was only going to have one video. And so <laughs> that's my video. However... I will say uh, that the thing I was going to pick first is sort of in the same family in my mind. And it's also a super obvious one for people who don't know music videos. And it's Gangnam Style or Gangnam Style by Psy. <laughs> I love video. that video. It's so fun. Whoop, whoop, Gangnam Style. Yeah. And he's doing all these stupid things. He's in the hot tub and he like calls. He's in the sauna and he like puts his head on the, the chubby guy next to him and he's dancing in the subway and he does a dance off with like a guy who's all in bright yellow who shows up in a red car in like a parking garage. It's hilarious. Gangnam style. And I love it like everything is in Korean until oh sexy lady. <laughs> and I just think they're of a lineage, you know, silly, whimsical, fun, fun, makes you Absurdist. feel good. Yeah. 
absurdist. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's hilarious. And so those are my um, those are my picks. You know, I guess if I'm gonna watch a video, I want it to make me smile or think. But I don't. I can do other things for thinking. So, uh, I like these videos because they make me laugh. That's my pick. Sledgehammer. Peter so Ricardo, Gabriel, I was um, I was nine when this video came out. And it was like, I loved it so much that, you know, we, we were the type of household that would have MTV playing in the background, like while we were doing other stuff, it was just kind of like background music. And if the video for Sledgehammer came on, my mom would call me into the living room so that I could watch the Sledgehammer. <laughs> I would go back to my room and stuff. So I, I love this video, but I was talking to Betsy yesterday. You know, the fun thing about videos, especially early videos, but I mean, even now is is the the absurdity of them. Right. It's like Mm -hmm. you're watching you're watching this sort of musical performance, but then like a a tentacle demon monster will come out of the earth or something, (laughs) you know, and it's like it's it's there's all this bizarre imagery that sort of happens in the span of four minutes. And I feel like that's. That's actually what's really kind of appealing about the format is like anything can happen in these four minutes, you know? Yeah. And I'm looking up like, so Steven Johnson directed the video. He directed big time steam and sledgehammer all four for Peter Gabriel. I didn't realize the claymation pieces of this video were done by Nick Park, who does Wallace and Gromit. The chicken like run that's stuff. So cool. Home. Yeah. Like I, I had, yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't put all of that together that, you know, the, the studio that they were working with this, uh, Ardman animations was, and was working with, with Nick Park too. Like that's, that's a lot of, it's a lot of talent going into yeah. these, these creations in the late eighties. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Early on, I, I guess I just want to reiterate how, um, how this time around, just watching it before coming on the podcast, mm-hmm. it made me sort of happy for Peter Gabriel that he had this joyful time. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know why I think of him as a, you know, a sad sack, but um, just, he's just like, I'm going to have this unmitigated, silly, fun, interesting video and just like make faces throughout the whole thing. And, um, you know, I, I wish we could I wish we could have such music video moments in our real lives where we just sort of cut loose and act silly. So, OK, that's all. Thank you. Oh, well, and he was also he was well, he, and he was dabbling with this idea of like, oh, well, you all think I'm selling out. Right. Like that that was some of what he was doing. Right. right. And because well, he's this serious thing. artist and, you know, and, yeah. you yeah. know, we've been in the you know Genesis and the band and they're also very serious and. And he is, he's such a creative force, mm. you know, and he's making albums with Daniel Lanois and, we're, you know, you know, but that, that this was such a fun play with all that 80s gusto and spirit in it. And it really yeah. is iconic. Like if our younger yes. viewer listeners have maybe not seen it, you should go check it out. It is, you should go check it's it out. totally a part of a pop culture canon. You know, I think he's even said that the record label was constantly like, can you just make another song like Salisbury Hill? And he was mm-hmm. like, no, I don't want to do that song. And, you know, and like, I, d- I mm-hmm. want to do my own stuff. And it's almost like a lot of his career was in reaction to not making another hit pop song like mm-hmm. that, you know. And it's also 80s wow. without being like stereotypically 80s. You know right. what I mean? Like it's. Yeah. It's the grandness of the 80s, because I often put Sledgehammer and Big Time together in my head when right. I think about them and their themes. And so it's, yeah, it's like he's 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 talking more about the vibe would be the word, Liz, I think the kids use yeah, um, the, the of the 80s in these in, in these the, the portions of that. Like the vibe of that era might be what the kids would say. Yes, that vibe of that era. Mm -hmm. Yeah. God. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. Nice pick, Ricardo. Thank you. The Zoomers are going to love this episode. They're just like, oh my gosh. I I (laughs) never understand what these people are saying, but now I'm totally on board. Now I do. (laughs) Now they're talking about the vibe of the era. (laughs) 
Uh, Liz, you are oh our next video. Oh my videos. gosh, what a shocker. Um, so as I said, I don't really love this episode. I ha- Although I have um, over the years ha- enjoyed looking back on some of those iconic great videos. <laughs> but even today I found myself thinking of videos that I that we had already done. And Greg was gracious enough to send around a list. So I'm doing a kind of deep, uh, weird cut, um, which is similar to the one that I think I did last year. Last year, I did a Garth Brooks music video. So once again, I'm returning to the era of 90s country music. Um, And um, this is how I got to this place. Okay, I'm going to tell you my thought process. (laughs) Obviously, I was thinking of my boyfriend, Vince Gill. Mm-hmm. And one of his great songs is a duet with Reba McIntyre called The Heart Won't Lie, where they recreate the officer, an officer and a gentleman in a music It's a oh, great dear. video and it's a great song and you should look it up. But there's not much to it. There's not much meat for a podcast about um, really the intersection of religion and pop culture. But that made me start thinking about Reba, who um, was sort of an early, you know, the queen of 90s country. And um, she really was into her music videos. And essentially what she did for most of her videos at that time was she made these little films um, that included dialogue. Like the song would kind of fade out and there would be like a speaking part. There was dialogue. Mm-hmm. And oh. um, so the video that I'm going to talk about is a video for the song Is There Life Out There by Reba McIntyre, which was a mm-hmm. number one hit in um, 1992 on the country music charts. And let me tell you a little bit about the song. Okay. Um, the lyrics. Is this song so, about aliens? Is this about aliens? <laughs> okay. I'm just, checking. Song about I'm just checking. I don't Betsy. know the song. Um, okay. So the, the song begins. Uh, she married when she was 20. She thought she was ready. Now she's not so sure. And um, the chorus of the song is, is there life out there? There, you know, the, it's about a young woman who got married very young and she just is asking in different ways over and over again, is there more for me? Which I think is a question that a lot of people ask at certain uh, seasons of their life. And um, I would imagine that in the 90s, a lot of women who were listening to Reba McIntyre songs were asking this question. And in the lyrics of the song, she just sort of poses this question over and over. And she clarifies, like, she doesn't want to leave. She's just wondering if there's life out there. So the music video, you guys will not even believe that this is a real thing. But, and, and you won't believe that it was almost banned from oh. um, country music. <laughs> so it's a five-minute video for this song and it tells this whole story it creates this whole universe where reba mcintyre is a mother of two young children she works in a diner like a blue collar woman she's married to a guy played by huey lewis wow and he's just as hot as can be he's so 80s hot (laughs) and um in the video this this um resolution to the question is their life out there does not appear in the lyrics of the song but in the video it's a complete story she goes back to college as a working mom and it it i watched it tonight and i literally now i am a cheese ball okay but i literally like had tears in my eyes i was like that is the sweetest thing because she's working at this diner She's got this super supportive husband in the person of Huey Lewis. She's got these two young kids and all night long she's typing on her typewriter and she's always late to class and she's reading like the great Gatsby or something. And um, she ends up writing this paper. She stays up all night writing a paper and her kids are fighting and they accidentally spill coffee on the paper. And then Huey Lewis stays up blow drying the pages of the typewritten paper so she can hand it in. And her professor gives her an A. Stop it, that's mommy's homework. Now go to mommy's homework now. Give me that bag. Oh, no. What have you done? I've been working on that piece for three weeks now. Why did you do that? Me too. I'm sorry, mommy. It was an accident. I don't need any more accidents in my life. Hey, 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 hey. Time out. Time out, Maggie.
O'Connor, may I see you a moment? Your neatness leaves something to be desired, but your thought process doesn't. You have a remarkable grasp of the subject. Hey. But next time, try to avoid the stains. Learn more from the stains than I did the paper. And her professor oh, says to her, next time, maybe not so many stains. And she goes, I learned more from the stains than I did from the paper. That's what she says. It's really moving. And then she graduates and Huey well, Lewis good. stands up with their two kids and he says, that's my wife. And um, as cheesy as it is, it is this incredibly life affirming story about, um, you know, the incredible lie that women are told that you can have it all. This is a story about a woman mm-hmm. trying to do that um, at a time in her life when it would be unexpected and, and really, really hard. It's also lifts up um, a marriage that is um, a pretty neat and apparently equal and supportive partnership. And you just think about like who was listening to country music in the 90s, who is the audience for this song. And remarkably, country music television, they did not pull it, but they almost did. And their criticism, apparently, I have a quote. That there was a woman singing? Well, there was that, but they were, they criticized that she was letting her message, like, get ahead of the song or something. Like, they were, basically, she was being too editorial. I just thought, I just thought that was interesting, that it would be controversial to tell a story about a woman, um, working hard to sort of achieve a dream and answer the question, is there a life out there? And again, it's nice because the song, if you hear it, it's actually a pretty great pop country song. It doesn't, there is no narrative. It's just about, it's sort of amusing. And um, then the video comes in and creates this little film, which is something that Reba McIntyre did uh, quite a bit in her videos. So that's my pick. Is there life out there? A little feminist country song by the one and only Reba McIntyre mm-hmm. with a supporting role from Huey Lewis. Oddly enough. Wow. You know, it would make it great is if it was like Huey Lewis, Reba McIntyre, and then like their kids were just members of the news, you know, <laughs> just like <laughs> members, members of the band. There you go. Be awesome. Liz, I don't, you know, I, it sounds like a straight up, sweet story and any talk of banning it it has to be misogyny oh a hundred percent yeah because it wasn't that controversial and remember last time i think last year i talked about that garth brooks song that referenced domestic violence which was also pulled from country music television it's just uh and that's type of thing still happens in country music which has an incredible polarization around political and social issues there have been videos even this year where they tried to ask questions about gender and sexuality and uh, the radio and TV were not into it. Yeah. I think Liz, Liz and I have talked offline about this and I don't know if we've brought it up on the pod, but there's actually rules for country music radio um, for playlists that you can't, you can't play two female artists back to back. Like there has to be a certain number of male artists in between female artists on country radio. Um, and you'll notice a, it if you listen to live country radio. Huh, I won't do that, but wow, that's crazy. That's ridiculous. Wait, I just I finished gonna... the video. You watched the whole video. <laughs> I just watched Is that why you were crying? I, th- I, I was not crying, Ricardo. Well, I, it is It is interesting to think about these as like, you know, Reba McIntyre goes on to have a show, like a television show, yeah. Reba, right? I'm like, this is an interesting audition role or audition tape. It's not a great acting show. It is. It is okay. It is okay. Because because Reba just shines through. I will say she's better than Huey Lewis's acting. I'll give it that. And maybe the children. (laughs) She's she's probably the best. I do believe the professor is the professor. Yeah. (laughs) And the short order cook can cook in the diner. But it is... It is this. It's lovely. You're right. I mean, the song has zippo to do with the mm-hmm. entire spine. Well, the song but asks then, the question, and the video answers it. And the video answers, it. and it's just it's 
to think that people would have been like, oh, we can't play. I, I was like, I thought you were going to. I thought you were going to say it was because like she woke Huey Lewis up after finishing her paper for some nookie, which yeah, seems yeah, to be what happened. Sexy, I thought that was going to be why time. it got a little sexy time. I thought that right. you were going to say that's why. It got and she it. yells at the kids at one point. Like there's a lot contained in five minutes. I wish I could find. Oh, here it is. Here's the quote. Um, now, this is not, this is a quote from Wikipedia, but it quotes uh, CMT. It says, McIntyre and her label received complaints from the television network CMT over the video that she was, quote, putting message ahead of music. And it was almost banned from the network. But the video went on to win Video of the Year in 1992 at the Academy of Country Music Awards. And it was a number one hit song. So you think like some of her, like, I don't know. I'm sure she did a video for Fancy, which was her um, interpretation Mm -hmm. of... um, the Bobby Gentry song. Yeah, the Bobby Gentry song. Yes. Like, was that video banned? I don't know. You know, the positive marriage, the equal marriage, like some of the country tropes of like the, you know, the hard luck woman and the man who doesn't right. treat her right. And, you know, and some of that, like this is this is not playing that game. No, and I would I would could totally believe that that video may have inspired some people to go back to college later in life. Hmm. Honestly. Yeah. It's in that way. It's very, it's a very positive. There are so many comfy early nineties cardigans. Like I can definitely see early nineties fashion. Yeah. The style is something else in a big way right now. How big was the hair? How big was the big? Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty natural. Honestly, it doesn't, you know, Reba has some big wigs and stuff and this is more just like big curly hair. She's got to look a little frazzled, Greg. She's she's yeah. a mom. She's a working mom. She's okay. sitting on a right. kitchen counter. You are correct. Reading The Great Gatsby. Yeah. She's, she's trying and to And then Huey that. Lewis pops a little note in the book. He walks by and he puts a little note says, in the book that just says, love I love you. you. I know. Lewis. Now that I would ban. No. <laughs> now I would say Huey Lewis's hair is very big. Yes. Yeah. I was I was <laughs> asking about Huey Lewis. That was <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and his glasses are a little bit like Ricardo's. That's only. true. Oh, yeah, that is true. So, right yeah, just maybe, I, maybe I can be in a country music video as the supportive husband with my glasses. You, you could. There you go. That'd be great. Okay, so uh, the bag has chosen me to go next. Okay, it's me. It's you. Hi, I'm you the problem. It. It's me. <laughs> That's not my pick, by the way. I almost picked that one. <laughs> I t- wait, as an aside, if they go to the Super Bowl, oh god. Like are they just going to have a camera trained on her? Like through yeah. the Is there going to be like a Taylor cam at the Super Bowl? And Probably. can I feel like really sorry for Usher as the halftime show performer? Right, yeah. in front of Taylor Swift. She, she oh. might not be able to be there because the Eras tour resumes and she will be in Tokyo the night before the Super Bowl. Accounting for the time difference. So she would have to leave Tokyo privately, fly all the way from Tokyo to where is the Super Bowl this year? Vegas. Yeah, to Las Vegas. And she could make it, but it would be crazy. Wow. Oh my God. You ugh, the 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 amount of oh, they must be really in love if you doing that. Like it's just gonna be oh well my, luckily my other boyfriend, Jason Kelsey, will be there. That's right. Shirtless. Great. Hubba hubba, man. <laughs> Wait, who's Jason Kelsey? Travis Kelsey's brother. Oh my God. Is he a is, we need a moment. We, we, need, we need a moment. Okay. Share your screen. I'm doing it right now. Wow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what's what happening? Um, so what's going on? The problem is I can't see. Okay, here we I'm just going to see. Um, I'm going to show you both of them, Ricardo, because, oh boy, the because they're both so hot that if someone said to me, pick one. Oh, that's an old picture. I know. If someone said pick scary. one, I, I wouldn't be able to pick one. Okay, so you okay, Liz? I'm sorry. Yes, you yes. clearly, you clearly have a type, and there's clearly, yeah. there's clearly a Grizzly Adams on this mm-hmm. magazine <laughs> cover. Nick Skill is not a Kelsey. Grizzly Adams. No, he's not. But I mean, God, they're both, they're, and they're just very, they're very sweet guys too. I'm trying to find like a good picture for Ricardo. This is for Ricardo, you guys. Thank it's you. It's not about me. 
And their well, mom threw a- their mom threw yeah. a little bit of shade at Taylor on the Today Show. Uh, oh. That I know, but I heard that that was like an accident. Like, look at what that. do you how? Well, that she got flustered that like her instructions were kind of like, don't but was like, you don't need to talk about Taylor Swift that much. Be, and then when she was asked the question directly, she uh, was that the first time you'd met uh, Taylor? Uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's fairly new, so I I don't like to talk about it. Um, it's just one of those things where, you know, obviously everybody saw me. I was in the, I was in the boxes with, with her and, um, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, another thing that's amped up my life. Yeah. What was she like? What was it? I mean, so you got to know her a little bit, got to see the couple games. How was it? was okay yeah. <laughs> we both we both met her and she's we've always sort of just been delighted by her way yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well they're different they're they're different men they're they're different types they're, different they're both oh, he's, they're, quite, he's totally cute Look at isn't that. he adorable i know he's, he's one of people magazine's sexiest men alive wow i wouldn't go that far but hey <laughs> he's very cute <laughs> Okay, wait. Have I talked about my video yet? No, no. I'm not. Sorry. Okay. I don't know how I hijacked. I, I just hijacked that to talk about the Kelsey brothers. All right, so let's uh, let's talk about Freedom 90 by George Michael. I won't let you down. Because this is a video that I could have sworn that we talked about on a music video episode. And then I, as Liz pointed out before, uh, at Betsy's request, I made a list of all of the videos that we talked about. And it was not on there. And I was like, okay, we've we've got to get to this. Here's what Ricardo knows, because I've been texting Ricardo about this. I've been into pop music lately. And, uh, and I've also been thinking about what songs I'm going to pick for the popping playlist. And so I've been listening to a lot of pop music. And George Michael is an amazing pop music writer. Like, he's, like, really good at writing pop music. And Freedom 90, I'll get to the video in just a second. This song? Holy crap, you guys. This song is, like, really good. I don't know that I've ever really taken the time to think about it. Like, I kind of knew what it was that he wanted to say with the song, which was that he was a little burned out on the image that was created of him going all the way from wham up until like faith, right? Like he was, you know, he was really a product. Like George Michael wasn't necessarily a person. George Michael was like a character that he was kind of doing. And, uh, and I think it was really weighing on him by the time he wrote this song and so freedom 90 is like his opportunity to sort of break away from that image that had been created for himself right and i mean you know if you listen to the song i mean he's he says it he's basically it's basically a a song to his fans saying here here's what's going on with me and can we work through this so like he says I won't let you down. I will not give you up, but you've got to have some faith in the sound, right? The music that he makes. It's the one good thing that I've got. But then, you know, as we all know about George Michael, like he wasn't out when Freedom 90 came out. And and there's there's like one lyric sort of buried in the song that's sort of the bridge of the song where he says, you know, I think there's something you should know. I think it's time I stop the show. There's something deep inside of me. There's someone I forgot to be. Take back the picture in the frame. Take back the singing in the rain. Uh, I just hope you understand. I just hope you understand. Sometimes the the clothes do not make the man. Yeah, it's like there's this image that's on the outside, but that's not who I am, right? That's not like what's underneath all of this. it's just it's really gorgeous so so what does george michael do when mtv comes calling for a video uh he gives them a video where he doesn't show up in it 
uh, a video where he blows up all of the stuff that was in the faith video, like the the guitar and the jukebox, and he burns the leather jacket. And he has a bunch of supermodels lip sync his songs. And he has David Fincher direct the video. And it's shot in like this condemned looking house. It looks like the house from Fight Club, you know, that Fincher would have used for that. And it's just it's 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 like this really great, um, you know, kind of, oh, OK, so you want you want a pop song from me and you want a hit video from me. So I'm going to give you a video uh, where I don't show up in it. And it's about how um, this whole industry that you've created is basically like a fraud um, that's not that's selling like an image of me, but not really me. And I'm going to put a bunch of sexy people in it because that's what you like anyway, is just sex. And, you know, and, and you can play this video like 12 times an hour for all I care. I don't I don't care. And it's just such like the balls that it takes to sort of like, you know, just go a hundred degree, like 180 degrees in another direction and say, here's a video. Why don't you live with this? I just love it. You know, um, I'm a I'm a sort of a challengey person by nature. And so I love like the kinds of people that stand up for what they believe and like challenge like institutions like MTV in 1990, I just think it's great. And uh, so Freedom 90, it's a famous video. I'm sure you've seen it like a billion times. But I, the more the more I sort of dig into George Michael and the lyric and his and his story and, you know, watching something like Freedom Uncut, which was a documentary that was made about him back in like 2017 or something. Like he's just a, he's a really smart, really thoughtful artist and um, and pop music is his medium. And I just think that I think the song is great and I think the video is great. So Freedom 90 is my pick. Awesome. Greg, that a good a choice. I don't know if there's anything brilliant. else to say about it. Oh, I have something to say. All right. That's what I was hoping. <laughs> I, I actually I appreciate George Michael in some ways more after he's dead. Um, I have heard all the hits all the way through. But, you know, Liz, you talked about that Wham! documentary. Was it you that saw mm-hmm. it recently? You too, Betsy? It was yeah, really I was going to bring it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was really sweet how he and was. Andrew Ridgely, mm-hmm. the other guy of Wham!, they were like good friends. And you know, he was cool with him being gay and he was even cool with him being famous and outshining, you know, the Andrew Ridgely. And he said, you know, no, this is what he's meant to be. And so good for him, you know, but that song, that video, it, the the thing you're saying, Greg, I, I don't know if I'm, I'm not quite saying the same thing, but it's another way of looking at it. What I find so brilliant about having supermodels lip sync his words are kind of what you're saying. There are these gorgeous people, but what they're actually saying is, I am not who you think I am. Yep. Yep. And stop mm-hmm. thinking of me these in this way. I am more, sometimes, they, I mean, there's a woman singing, sometimes the clothes do not make the man. She's, she's mm-hmm. lip syncing it and looking they at the camera. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like, it's, it's so subversive in mm-hmm. a way. It's like, I'm giving really? you all the sex you want, but I'm telling you, it's not true. It's not, this is not me. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, it's 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 yeah he he literally says it right he says all we have to do is take these lies and make them true somehow all we have to see is that i don't belong to you and you don't belong to me right like so yeah Mm -hmm. he's he's saying it explicitly but he's he's layering it under all of this stuff and mtv's happy because they get like a you know, five minutes of supermodels, but it's a commentary about their system that he's doing. It's it's great. And of course, you know, yeah. Fincher, like the way that David Fincher shoots them, like he's he's not necessarily shooting the I mean, it's uh, it's seductive. Like you've got like bathtubs and all of this stuff, but he's got their bodies like sort of contorted and sort of like, you know, he's got like one of the one of the guys is like hanging upside down you know, um, from this thing, he's he's shooting Cindy Crawford from like her face, like kind of going down. He's doing like a bunch of sort of strange camera tricks with the body, too. 
And he's so meticulous about his shots and stuff that it just becomes like a work of art. That song is like one of my top 20 songs I'd want to sing in karaoke. Mm -hmm. You know, it's so great. It's a great song. And it's still it's the kind of song where even, you know, like now the songs are very fast and you dance to them like this. But that song has got this groove that is kind of, I think, universal or eternal. You know, anyone's going to want to dance it. So good. Great well, it just makes me think about Andrew originally calling him by his real first name all the time in the documentary. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't remember. What's George? It's George. Georgos or something? Yeah, yeah. And so he's so he calls him that all the time, you know, and every, you know, that's and that's how, you know, even beyond the sexuality and the the identity, it's that's him. Mm-hmm. It's your, you know, that's his, that's who he is. Mm-hmm. And then so George Michael, as you said, is this is this fabrication, this creation as of a person. And he's calling and, for freedom. Like he's, you know, that's what he's sort of begging for. And he's got well, like, like a if you can choir. He's got a choir right. sort of screaming it for him, you know. Yeah. So well, and if, so if you can hold me more loosely, mm-hmm. if you can hold hold me more loosely, we can really build this amazing artist yeah fan artist industry relationship together mm-hmm. if you'll allow me to do this because it was always you know that the thing that i took from that wham documentary is just these songs are just bursting inside of him and they just had to come out and he had to write them and all of that and i'm just so always so moved by andrew you know, seeing that and knowing that that needed to happen for his creative spirit. All right, uh, Betsy, you are our last. Okay. So this is, this is uh, a group that I have enjoyed their work for a really long time. So I'm picking, I think generally I'm picking, okay, go as a band, right? They have been making high quality, amazing videos for a really long time. And they, you know, Greg actually shared with me a story of meeting OKGO. I met OKGO. As a young man. OKGO from Chicago was how they introduced themselves. What year was that? Yeah. What year was that? Oh, gosh. That was like 2001. Yeah, really. What's they the story? For, like, how did you meet them? Opening for, they were opening <laughs> for They Might Be Giants. They were opening oh. for They Might Be Giants at a club in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And so they were going down the line as we were, like, queuing up to go into the club. Uh, they were, like, going down the line outside, uh, handing out, like, bumper <laughs> stickers and stuff with their band. And they were like, we're OK Go from Chicago. We're we're OK Go from Chicago. <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> sweet. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> they're a quartet they're they're artsy they were into filming something interesting and so they filmed the video for their song here it goes again in 2006 and they used treadmills and you know primary colors and just a creative way to use four treadmills and four band members to do their song and they won all sorts of awards for this video and the creativity of the video. And so they have this great quote. Again, you know, our main source for this uh, podcast is Wikipedia. And um, so, uh, so they, said, uh, they said in Rolling Stone, you know, the band worried uh, about kind of being considered a one-hit wonder after that. Because the, the, uh, the video goes viral. It's all over the place. If you kind of think about 2006 and the intersection of the, you know, the internet the rising popularity of YouTube and all of that kind of taking off while you're also looking at perhaps the waning years of a TRL type of situation uh, that they really worried about being this one hit wonder. And so they, they were talking about it and, and they said, you know, we could go in two directions. We could either try to out cool it, like try to outrun it like Radiohead did after their video creep, or we could embrace it and go okay that uh what really worked here and can we push it further and so they ended up doing that so 
they started making concept videos that played with time that played with that played with slow motion that played with stop motion that played with different sorts of research and development to kind of do different things um, inside inside their music videos so what's fun is i would just recommend to people go to their website and they have their videos up but then they also have behind the scenes of all of their videos and kind of how they work out the concepts and that sort of thing. There's um, there's a great one where they're in a park in Los Angeles, I believe, and they're moving with very tiny steps and they've slowed down the song so much when they filmed it that they're singing along. Mm-hmm. But when they film it, they're singing like very slow motion. <laughs> but when you play it at the speed that they play it, it looks like they're singing along in kind of this odd herky-jerky fashion and there's also this goose that's very intrusive for most of the end of the video which is pretty funny it just didn't move and so there's just and they have people in the park who are in the video and so that sort of thing and it's 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 simple and creative and and then things kind of grow more elaborate you know there's a they and then they'll they'll sometimes partner with people like um they'll they partnered with chevrolet and done uh, a video where they've outfitted a car to essentially drive through an obstacle course in the desert with things off the car that are hitting instruments oh. and things that are making the sound of the song. So there's like pianos lined up on their sides and it's like oh. whack, 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 hitting it. They also have another one, a really famous one that's just a giant Rube Goldberg machine mm-hmm. um, and that, you know, that they've won some awards for as well. The video that I found, because I kind of went looking, I was like, oh, yeah, I want to do them. But what have they done that I haven't kind of checked out lately? And there was a video from a song from 2014, which I shared with all of you because I was like, oh, they're not going to see this. <laughs> and so, um, so it's called The One Moment. They did it. Um, they did it. It's their song, but they also did it um, and released the video in conjunction with a campaign around um, creative water projects that they were doing with Morton Salt, which interesting enough in 2014, that's what they were doing. But the whole video is actually 4.2 seconds, the action of the video. And then, but they, then you slow it down and it's a four minute plus video when you show it in slow-mo which is how they show it but in slow-mo it's all timed and so the the song is about you know these moments that make all all the difference you know this will be the moment that we'll remember and so they started to experiment with kind of exploding different things using paint using you know, all different kinds of things to kind of see what, what they would look like in slow motion and and how long the bursts would last and how would that work tonally and all of that. And then they kind of put it, they slowly experiment and put it all together. But they their videos have ended up in art museums, you know, the Guggenheim and other like modern art museums in the way that they're creating art with film and and I just think they're so interesting and creative, but that they're interested in working with other artists to kind of still still take music videos seriously as some as something that can be a, a marriage between the visual medium and a song, and and to to step into the metaphor in interesting ways, and not just have it be a a, a total gimmick. You know, there's still something interesting about what they're doing. It doesn't take away from the song. Do they, as a band, like, do you know, are they part, a big part of the concept of these videos? Yes. Or do are they working with other people? They, they are a big part of the concept. So that's what I, that's what I was kind of curious about. So when I went down my rabbit hole on the website, it was like, oh, it's them with, you know, up, up in the warehouse, like, let's take a look at this. Let's take That's a look cool. at that. That sort of 
experimentation, which I think for when I think about working with, when I work with students and that sort of thing, oh, we tried this thing that didn't work. So then we did this. And I mean, so much of life is figuring out that it's okay to not get it right the first time. And then you're going to yeah. do something different and failure is okay. And just figure out another way to go. You know, the here we go again video is the first one that I could think of, you know, because, because it was like when YouTube started, like you were saying, like that sort of advent of YouTube. And I think it was the it had such a DIY kind of element to it. You know, it was like, OK, we're going to set up a camera and a f- couple of treadmills and we're going to make a music video. And it just felt like um it felt like old school music video, you know, it felt like like right. one of those things that you would have seen like in the early 80s or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that there's like a whole team built around like making these things happen, but they still feel homemade somehow. Like the band just mm-hmm. had a few cameras and set it up and did it themselves. You know, I didn't really know them. And then years later, I saw the treadmill video. I don't remember it that well, but I remember being like, wow, that's fascinating. And I, I can't remember, was it that they just choreographed everything so meticulously that it was kind of, wow, is that what that was? Mm-hmm. And it's and just one rehearsed take. It. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's one, one take. take. So you're kind of like, oh my God, like they're really doing this. Is the Rube Goldberg, um, that's like the mousetrap game, right? Where all the different things yes. trigger the other things. I saw that video too. And that was awesome. Yeah. And and I, I, I but I, I wonder like, do they tour? Are they still together? And does their music work? Not that the, I'm sure their music works without the video, but oh, yeah. are people so attached to the videos that going to see them in concert is anticlimactic? <laughs> I wonder. Well, I think they still on the on their website too. They also have videos of their live shows. So I have to imagine that at least I've never seen them live that you bring in the at least the aesthetic into that medium not just playing the videos but i would imagine that you would you know bring them bring like that the art in, direction kind of you know in some sort of way <laughs> right of it or i don't know how much they tour like the last show that you can kind of see on their you know on their website is the or from like 2022 so they haven't toured since then but you know that mm-hmm. doesn't mean anything. But um, but I think like in the way that you know, there's that's there's a you know song and a video that like Arcade Fire released this year. Um, but then they you know that that involves like those those uh, inflatable things that are that are oh, outside yeah. of car washes. And there's a moment in the in their show when those inflate and they're kind of everywhere. You know, mm-hmm. the the only problem with an OK Go video is they tend to get a little messy. Mm-hmm. so there tends to be some paint everywhere there tends to be some stuff like that so to that that aspect of it, I don't think would you know every venue would be up for that but um but i have to imagine that the the their colorful aesthetic would be a part of that well, i imagine well. too they have to be like the most patient people like i'm thinking about your video like as i was watching it, it was like you know mm-hmm. when something goes wrong you know with all those explosions and stuff and you have to reset and do it over again. You know, it's just like, gosh, that's got to be so frustrating if you didn't flip mm-hmm. the pages like a certain way or something, you know, right. know, or like even with the treadmills, if you messed up on like the last chorus and it's just like, oh, no, reset. Let's do it again. You know? <laughs> yeah. I wonder how yeah. many takes that took. Yeah. I bet right. they lost like seven pounds on the right. <laughs> just for all the right. takes, you know. <laughs> but I think it also takes a temperament as a band, you yeah. know, because I, I I do wonder watching some of it. You know, I think some of them are more. You know, some members might be more into the creative process on the front end than others, and uh, you know, so some folks are like, "Yeah, I'm coming in, and I'm just ready to kind of do my part and let's go," you know, and. um and and then others are and allowing that part of the creative process to kind of roll and you know i don't have to be up in every part of it but i do think that then there is an amount of patience that you would need to have with each other to be able to pull that off you know and in that in the video that they shoot in the park in los angeles i mean they sleep they sleep there they're overnight there like it's it's that sort of long time lapse 
situation. They're like in sleeping bags at this park with like the, you know, the flock of geese that shows up and then they move over there and, you know, and it's, <laughs> it's just, it's wild. Yeah. Very cool. It's a good choice, Betsy. <clears throat> I also, yeah. I also think that they're just like, when I brought them up, you know, cause I have a, Oh, it's Wednesday night. We always have chapel. And then we go over to the pub at the seminary afterwards and then go, and then I come home. And so um, people are like, Oh, what are you talking about tonight? Oh, I'm talking about music videos. What are you going to talk about? Oh, we'll talk about, okay, go. And then one of our physics teachers like, Oh, I always show that Rube Goldberg video in my class. Nah. Yeah. You know, right, that, I bet. that, yeah, that there's just something about them that is something that you're like, yeah, well, I'm just going to put on these videos. They're just fun. Good for the kids. Let's go. Uh, anyway. awesome. yeah. thanks okay that's it so another music videos episode in the book did it again are you not entertained at this point those are really good picks this year greg and betsy and liz those are good picks this year yeah it was it was good picks yeah and you know what uh, I'm going to enjoy watching all of these videos again, definitely, as I uh, yeah. uh, edit this episode together. Um, what else do we say at the close of the show? You can find Popping Collars on uh, the web at poppingcollarspodcast.com. You can also find us in any podcatcher available, whether it be Apple or... A lot of the, did you know, like a lot of these pod things have shut down, like Stitcher isn't even a thing anymore. I just heard that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's close. So where else can you get us? Where else is there? I mean, I use Spotify. What do you guys use? I use Spotify Apple. for pods. Apple. I use the Apple podcasts. Yeah. yeah. They own my soul. We have a lot of Google people. I've used something called podcast app that has a microphone as the thing that oh. is not Apple. I don't know. Oh, it's not. No. I thought that was Apple. Oh, oh, it's Podcast blue. the one with the purple. The it's purple blue. one. Oh, Why yeah. do you it's use blue. that, Betsy? I don't know. I started using it, huh? And then that's how it happened. Okay. <laughs> and now everything, everything is there. That's and fine. I, Go to yeah. podcastapp.com and listen to our show. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Another great outro, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> I do know this. Uh, people have been ordering merch because I get uh, I get notifications whenever merch gets ordered. So thanks Yay. to everyone who's ordered our merch. And if you would like some sweet, sweet Popping Collars merch, uh, you can just go to our website, poppingcollarspodcast.com. Click the PC Merch and More tab at the top. Ricardo, you have your hand up. Yes. Yeah, I do. I, I just I want to piggyback on that plug for our merchandise. Mm-hmm. Um, I get, well, you know, no shame. I get extra large size T-shirts and my pop, my dark gray popping collars, extra large T-shirt fits great. It just fits great. I wear it to the gym. I love it. People don't ask me what it is because they're probably too scared and, you know, intimidated. But <laughs> The logo is really cool. I got a compliment on the logo recently, oh, nice. and it's on my water bottles now Aww. as well. I mean, it always has been. It's a great logo, and you it want that great logo. logo on your stuff. 30 years from now, we may still be podcasting, but we may not. But you'll have that logo, and people will say, wow, that was awesome. What is that from? That's awesome. And you tell your story about the podcast that was and probably will still be in 30 years, I'm sure. <laughs> In 30 years. Wow. The Religion may running. die, but pop culture will not. So. Wait, if, if we make it another 30 years, we'll be the longest running Episcopal anything. Right. Like we'll ever. be the last standing Episcopal. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> not just podcasts. We'll um, all be bishops. By the way, uh, I'm gonna I'll have to cut this, but um but I was wearing my popping college podcast t-shirt when the Five hours later. Wow. Anyway, we're back. Um, so that's popping collars for this time. Thank you, Betsy. Thank you, Liz. Thank you, Ricardo. For Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, me. 
for talking music videos once again. We'll see you next time. Betsy, you're muted. You're muted. You're muted. I said, just like Nisi Nash, you thank yourself. Yeah, thank yourself. I mean, I didn't get here by accident. Like, I didn't stumble onto this pod. This has been a lot of hard work, primarily from you. Absolutely. Yes. (laughs) Who deserves more of a pat on the back than me? Nobody. Here we go. Nobody. Nice. Nobody. Love it. Uh, th- wait. Uh, that's popping college for this time. Um, uh, what is it? I don't remember how you they did it all. The show. Keep those collars popped. Yes. Pop pop. Pop pop. pop, pop. <laughs> There's something that I say before that I can't remember. It's like thank you. You thank we'll us. See you next time. We'll see you, you next us. time. That's what. It, and yes. And okay. Do you want to do it again? No. <laughs> no. I'm gonna leave all this yeah. in because it makes me sound old and out of touch. That's cute. We're just real people. Aww.